This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri waited patiently in line for his lunch at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles. He always followed his nose and his stomach to decide on his meals. Today, it was a mushroom, poblano pepper, and manchego cheese quesadilla. As he waited, he overheard a few kids in line behind him, protesting against mushrooms to their parents. But they're brown, one kid complained. They smell funny, another added. They're too squishy, concluded the last. Dimitri laughed to himself as he collected his lunch and made his way to the community tables, followed shortly after by the kids and their parents. He pulled a small notepad from his shirt pocket and unclipped a pen that was hooked to his suspender strap. He flipped his newsboy hat backwards and began to draw as he spoke. Believe it or not, ancient civilizations admired, feared, and even worshipped mushrooms. They're not only nutritious, as your parents tell you. Dimitri looked up momentarily and winked at the crowd the parents lighting up with satisfied smiles. But they are also full of wonder, magic, and mystery. In China and Japan, mushrooms were linked with longevity and strength, and shiitake mushrooms in particular have been used in herbal remedies for centuries. Ancient Egyptians believed that wild mushrooms were the sons of gods sent to earth through lightning. They were considered sacred, and it was said that consuming them could bring immortality. Hence, only the pharaohs were allowed to eat them. Hieroglyphs found in Egypt show that mushrooms were being consumed as far back as 4,500 years ago. In many parts of the Ozarks, it was believed that mushrooms should only be gathered during a full moon, otherwise they will be unpalatable, or worse, poisonous. Of course, mythology, legend, and magic have surrounded mushrooms for centuries, stemming from across the globe. But perhaps the most well-known mushroom of fairy tales is the fly agaric a poisonous yet charming red-capped fungi with white spots, often seen in illustrations with gnomes and fairies perched atop them. Dimitri lifted up his small notepad to show the crowd his charming cartoon-like drawing of a smiling red-and-white mushroom dancing alongside a fairy. The kids beamed, pointing to the picture, some claiming they'd seen similar drawings before, as Dimitri said. Flyagark mushrooms have even been a popular icon in midwinter festivities in Central Europe often found on Christmas cards and other holiday decorations. And stories of midwinter rituals in the northern Siberian regions tell how a shaman would collect and dry these red and white mushrooms to tame their toxic components, and then give them as gifts on the winter solstice. As snow was usually blocking doors, he would enter the locals' teepee-like homes through the smoke hole, an opening in the roof, bringing with him a bag of these magical red and white delights. Many said the shaman could fly thanks to the magic of these mushrooms, or that he did so with the help of reindeer, considered spirit animals in Siberian land, and which were said to also have a taste for the fly agaric mushroom. Some of the kids looked to one another and whispered, scratching their heads and squinting their eyes as they fought to recognize the story. 
Ah, does it seem as though you've heard a similar tale before? The kids nodded and leaned in closer. Yes, indeed, many do believe that another holiday hero, none other than Santa Claus, who dresses in the same color as the red and white fly agaric, who carries his sack with special gifts, who comes down the chimney late at night, and who flies from home to home with the help of Rudolph and the other reindeer before returning to his home far north at the North Pole. Santa Claus is said to be related in ancestry to the Siberian shaman with his mushrooms. The kids smiled, some drifting off to their Christmas list as Dimitri ate part of his lunch. Oh, and there's one more thing that comes up time and time again in mushroom mythology, Dimitri began again. Fairy rings. Some jaws dropped, eyes lit up with a twinkle of wonder. Fairies, one little girl whispered whimsically. Dimitri smiled. Some mushroom species often naturally grow in a circular pattern. You may even see for yourself one day. These circles can spread from just a few inches to over 150 feet across. The ring, thought to be the largest ever found, is in France, approximately a quarter mile in diameter and about 700 years old. Well, no matter how big or small, this seemingly strange pattern caught the attention of curious eyes throughout history, earning a mythical reputation. Legends were formed about these so-called fairy rings around the globe, especially in Western Europe with plenty of mystery and magic mixed in. Dimitri winked, taking the last few bites of his quesadilla. As always, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. For thousands of years came tales of mushrooms, their magic, their mystery, and fright. Tales of why a ring of fungi would appear suddenly, as if overnight. Some said these so-called fairy rings would travel from one location to another, with no clear rhyme or reason, as if out of magic, otherworldly wonder. From the tips of many tongues came explanations for how the circles were formed. Some claimed it was by shooting stars or lightning strikes, or the work of witches, wanderers be warned. Called sorcerers' rings in France, where their appearance symbolized fear, made of witchcraft and malevolent magic, travelers well advised to steer clear. In Holland, they're left by the devil, as he sets his milk churn on the ground. Once he picks it up, a circle left in the grass, a ring of mushrooms later to be found. And in many other European beliefs are tales of fairies dancing in the rain, frolicking in circles, disappearing with the sun, while the ring of mushrooms remains. Serving as a portal between worlds, connecting the fairy realm and our own. But humans shouldn't dare enter such a ring. Superstition warns, leave them alone. Lest you be transported to the fairy realm, doomed to never return home, or perhaps become invisible to the mortal world, living the rest of your years all alone. Or you may fall asleep for a hundred years, or face the fate of dying young before your time. Myths and legends of plenty to warn, to scare, to keep wandering toes behind that line. Yet still one story does remain, about a boy in a backwards hat, who defied belief, defeated the odds, visited the fairy realm, and came back. It was a full moonlit night, quiet and clear, when the boy ventured into the woods. His friends telling tales of fairies and their world, the boy said, I'd go if I could. Oh, you can, a friend winked, while another added, you can enter, but you can't ever leave. But the boy was determined to take the risk and make history on that quiet spring's eve. I've heard another legend, the boy explained how to protect against fairy charms. I can confuse and distract, take a look in their world, 
and stepped back out of the circle unharmed. The friends raised their brows and rolled their eyes, just as they saw it emerge from the dark, the mushrooms glowing white under the full moon, a fairy ring amongst the grass and fallen bark. The friends went quiet, turned pale as the moon, and the boy stepped forward toward the ring. He grabbed his hat's cap, turned it backwards, and made history on that quiet eve of spring. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.